You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Today on the Zabecast, Big Poppy on the wrong end of a botched hit job in the Dominican. What the hell's going on these days? Prayers up for Poppy. Paul Charchian joins me to talk cars, graduation parties, and anything else we might nerd out on. All of that, plus, why does my penis size have anything to do with it? Your digital dose of extra Zabe is fresh and ready to eat, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Tuesday, June 11, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Got some follow-ups here to begin with, but first, Big Poppy. Unbelievable story. A near tragedy. Still a very dicey situation. He's not completely out of the woods yet. He is out of the Dominican Republic as of this recording, uh, ferried out by the Boston Red Sox team plane, and facing, I'm sure, more surgery and quite a recovery, but it does appear like he is going to survive what is now being reported as a probable hit job. Policeman hired by a drug dealer sent to kill Big Poppy because the drug dealer believed that Poppy was sleeping with the drug dealer's girlfriend or wife. I don't know which one. Crazy shit. I don't want athletes, I don't want players from any country to feel like they have to shun their home country and never go back again when they make it big in the States. But certain countries are just dicier than America, plain and simple. You can't sugarcoat it any other way than that. And Big Poppy, had he died in this, would, I mean, this would be a death on par, I believe, and I'd have to talk to some of my child friends, it'd be a death on par with uh, Len Bias. Maybe more so because, the, you know, Celtic fans didn't even get to know Bias because he never was a Celtic. All he did was wear the cap and then, the night after being drafted, the night of being drafted, he overdosed on cocaine. Uh, this would not be. This would be way beyond. I believe Reggie Lewis, a Celtic who died of a heart condition. I mean, this would be on par with. I'm trying to think. So many ex-Yankee players have died tragically, one way or the other, one way or another. But we haven't had a lot of star athletes murdered, not Hall of Famers murdered either in this country or others. That is a that's a hard thing to get your head around right there. Luckily, I think we've avoided it this time, but uh, Big Poppy not out of the woods just yet. Follow-ups on the homeless story. 
in the LA Times. I got a lot of feedback, most of it good, constructive, almost all of it. Uh, turns out that apparently the demographic groups that they had surveyed in the homeless population, uh, it was pretty evenly split amongst all different types. And that according to the numbers, illegal immigrants are not necessarily the ones driving this current spike, this surge. I would say, though, that if I had a theory, it's that drug use is the big problem. There are more and more drug users that are being turned out of regular productive society that, of course, have nowhere to live. Of course, they're homeless. And they are coming from not just the low end of the economic spectrum. My theory and my guess, and it's all it is, it's just speculation, is that we're producing more and more, you know, 20-somethings that come from pretty good family backgrounds who have just sort of drifted and are now addicted to drugs. Opiates are a huge problem. And they are now out on the street. Their parents have finally had enough. I call it the Jesse Pinkman syndrome has been on the rise, has been accelerating. The one thing, though, that I reject is, you know, people that say, well, we need a larger, there's got to be a government program for, for housing assistance. Well, first of all, there is government housing programs for super genuinely low-income families. But in terms of we need a program to help people pay for rent in Manhattan or L.A. because they can't make it as a barista making $12 an hour, look, I'm not sympathetic to that. Anytime you start giving government dollars to a certain set of people or you give them a place to live for less than what the market would bear for it, like rent control. Rent control in New York City has been a complete debacle because it artificially suppresses what that housing actually costs. And on top of it, while there may be X number of 100,000 or million homeless, I don't think there's over a million homeless in LA, but whatever 100,000 are homeless, there are equally as many, if not more, that are making the same income that are finding a way to live and pay high rent in LA. And that's just what you have to do uh, if you are employable. So I have sympathy for genuine working class families that have lost their housing. Total sympathy, but they've got to figure it out. That might include um, moving. I know that sounds harsh, but at some point you have to say, well, I'm a, uh, I'm a mechanic. I can't make it on what I'm being paid here in L.A. Or I am a butcher or I am a garbage collector or I'm a landscaper. I can't, I can't live. I can't pay the rent. You got to find another place that's not as expensive. It's a big country. We got to spread out and move around just a bit. The genuinely mentally ill, I have total sympathy for because they're hard cases. I don't know how you deal with them. Their families don't want to take care of them. They can't take care of them. They could be violent. You name it. The drug addicted, I'm a little bit split. Part of me is sympathetic. The other part of me says, hey, you know, you got into this on your own. And we do have ways to get them into rehab clinics if possible. But for every family that's like, I can't afford it here, I need help. Okay, well, let, let me roll my sleeves up and get into your family budget. Let's let's see if we can't find some extra dollars for, oh, well, look at this. What You're spending this much money on that? You're spending this much money? You can't do that. That makes me an old-school, hard-ass, unsympathetic dick to some people, but that's the way it is. 
Certain groups, totally sympathetic, others not so much. Complicated problem, I'm not a housing expert, this is not a housing podcast, and therefore, we move on. Follow up on the top 10 fan interactions with Andy. Mostly positive reviews, a couple of people saying, how could you forget, dot, dot, dot. Two examples. One, Ty Domi, hockey player, <clears throat> rest in peace. Is Ty Domi dead, or was that, uh, who is the guy, S- not Joe Sackick, uh, an, uh, oh, Cordic. Cordic was a fighter, and he died of, I think he died of a cocaine overdose, I'm not sure. Uh, Ty Domi, is he alive? I should have looked this up ahead of time. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's alive, Ty Domi, tough guy, great fighter. I mean, when he would fight dudes that were a fair fight, oh, here, is Ty Domi really dead or still alive, dead or kicking? Um... Yeah, he's alive, 49 years old. Oh my God, look at this, deadorkicking.com. Deadorkicking.com, you look up whether people are alive or not. Uh, Ty Domi once went into the penalty box, or got out of the penalty box and went after a fan. So that was an interaction right there. And then people say, Zabe, Bartman, hello, hello, you're not going to mention Bartman? Also, follow up. I talked with Mr. X in the subscriber edition of this podcast on Saturday about doing a Zabe DC. In other words, a Zabe-centered get-together, preferably between the Nationals and the Milwaukee Brewers. So my mistress gets to meet my wife. Which one's which? I'm not saying. My Milwashington fans, ha ha ha, ding, 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 get to come together. And Mr. X and I were noodling some things over. And we talked about, why don't we go to the Nats game against the Brewers? It's in August. First thing I say was, well, it's really hot in August. And Mr. X is like, yeah, we'll get a suite. And I go, yeah, I think those are out of the price range of me and my listeners. I don't know what we could get one for. 30-person suite, 200 bucks a pop, that's six grand. I bet those suites go for 15, 20 grand at that, if not more. So a suite is out. Mr. X doesn't want to sit outside with the commoners. He's He has a beer budget but champagne taste, so he almost all but ruled out an outdoor sit in the stands, get a block of outfield seats, and then go to a nearby bar afterwards. Others have come up with ideas of, yeah, do it around that series, but just go straight to the bar. Get a bar somewhere where you could do that. Others have said, why don't you do it at the uh, MGM National Harbor? And I would love to do it. At MGM National Harbor, we don't. My station in DC does not have a relationship with them. Uh, our competitors have a relationship with them, and so I doubt they would really partner with me on anything official. But we'll keep noodling. If you got any ideas for a Zabe Vegas this summer, do you want it to be outdoors? Should we have it at a pool somewhere? Should we get all sweaty and take off our shirts and look disgusting? Part of me says we kind of should. Part of me says if it's going to be a summer event. Get summary. So your thoughts on that would be certainly welcome. couple other things real quick. I saw a video of an eagle swimming. <laughs> That's right. You heard me. An eagle swimming. A bald eagle swimming. Somehow a bald eagle landed in the water, almost like Sully Sullenberger landed in the Hudson. This eagle swam to shore like it was freaking, or fucking, I can say that on the podcast, like he, like he was fucking Michael Phelps. It was amazing. This eagle with its wings, breaststroke. Actually, not, not a breaststroke. It was butterfly. 
butterfly, butterfly, churning its way to the shore, gets up on the rocks, shakes out its wings, to which I said on Twitter, I guarantee you two things with that eagle. Number one, it's embarrassed as shit. Number two, it's exhausted. (laughs) Other than that, I think it's uh, a hell of a video. I had no idea eagles could swim. You wonder how do eagles end up in the water? Injured, miscalculate a dive, try to go after a fish that they couldn't quite get and face plant. Do eagles ending up in the water having to swim to shore, do they get razzed by their eagle buddies when they make it back to wherever their flock or gathering is? (laughs) Don't know. Good questions. I've never seen a video like that. Mike Francesa and Michael Kay are once again battling for New York supremacy in the ratings. As of the latest measurements, according to Nielsen, Francesa held a slim lead when you count his streaming numbers in against Michael Kay. Last ratings book, Winter, Kay made a huge deal of, we beat beat Francesa, we finally knocked the king off his pedestal. There was some debate about that in terms of, well, how are you counting the numbers? All I know is this. This is becoming embarrassing for Michael Kay that he isn't demolishing Mike Francesa. Granted, I haven't listened to Michael Kay's show, so I don't know. I do have a call in. I have a standing invitation and offer for one of the guys on that show, uh, Peter Rosenberg, who used to do radio in D.C. He's been sort of a at-distance fan uh, of mine, and, and, and I respect what he's done in the biz. He's in New York City doing this. Um, and I said, hey, you know what, Peter, let's get you on the show, or let's get you on the Zabecast. I can hear all about this New York rivalry. If I'm Michael K., I'm sort of embarrassed that as doddering and as delusional and as much of a fucking liar Francesa is, he's still right there. And with a, with a Twitter account like Funhouse, pulling Francesa's pants down day after day, it seems, that he's not making more headway. But I guess there's a, there's a certain group of people who love Francesa and they're going to always love him. They don't care about the flubs or the lying or the delusion. In fact, like they say in programming sometimes, it's a feature, not a bug. Last ad before we get to charge. You might have seen by now Russian face slapping as a competition. Yes, you heard me right, Russian face slapping. Apparently now there is Russian female ass slapping. Yes! Doesn't have the same sort of oomph as two grown, burly-ass men slapping each other in the face as hard as they can. But it is two hot Russian women spanking each other as hard as they can on the ass. Not sure how many strokes it takes to win or what it would take for a woman to tap out and submit like, ooh, ow, don't do that anymore. But the clip I saw on Monday, I was like, oh, yeah. I would sign. Well, let's put that one on ESPN 8. Of course, it's too sexist in America to dare put on network TV. You know that the pundits would have a field day with that. How dare they? Okay, fine, don't put that on. But can you put Russian face slapping on television? I'd like to see that. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Time to go north of the wall. Sing it with me. Charge, you you can't you can't hear. I can't do it. You can't hear it. By the way, I uh, someone who is a radio engineer reached out to me and found he did a a service bulletin search of this particular device and said there is a 
firmware update that will allow guests on the Roadcaster Pro to hear the audio pod so you can be part of the fun. And oh, that would be great. But you know what it involves, Church? A fucking firmware patch. And firmware patches... So. What do you mean, so? So? You like... I do firmware patches all the time. Oh, you do. And do you like them? We all do. Yeah, well, I asked. Oh, I asked. Do I? Your, your to, phone does update every every two weeks. That, that's different than a firmware update. I I I channel my inner Stanley Hudson from the office. Do I stutter? I asked you. Do you like firmware updates or not? No, you don't. I, I'll answer no, it no, fucking I, I, for I, you. I, They're I, the I, worst. I want the, I want the latest and greatest version of whatever device I'm using. I agree. And if the firmware is going to improve the performance of my device. Then I like it. I agree, but firmware patches or updates are always cumbersome. You have to read instructions carefully. They warn you that a failed firmware update can brick your device. It is a fucking pain in the ass. Nah. I know. I'm I know. the guy. You're I, like, I, ah, I big deal. Listen. So I've, I've got to do this, but guess what? This firmware update for this Roadcaster Pro is a 30-minute minimum job, maybe an hour. I ain't, got, ain't nobody got You're time busy for man. that. I understand. Ain't nobody got I time for that. I hacked my car. <laughs> I hacked and did the firmware update. The, I did the hacker update on my car. Shut the fuck. What car is this? Your your Mercedes? Or your Beamer? Your B Beamer I've SUV. I have a BMW X5 because everybody in Minnesota has an SUV uh, right. because of the snow. And the BMW, like, they all, they all have annoyances, right, Zabe? Like, the legalese that pops up on your screen before you can do anything else. The NAV, as right. one example. Did you hack around that? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> That's just the beginning. That's, I well, love I love the awkward pause as if you looked at your attorney sitting right next to you on the witness <laughs> table. Like, can I answer that? Okay, yeah, I did. <laughs> yes. Furthermore, I got rid of the uh, all of the annoying. Uh, they call it gongs in BM in BMW parlance. But you know, like if uh, if if the seatbelt. If God forbid somebody doesn't have their seatbelt on for you know five seconds after seconds, you move. Right. Bing, uh, bing, right. bing, sudden, bing, 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 bing. Right, right. Or or even worse, I put my groceries on the on on the the seat. And now it thinks there's a person, and I gotta, I gotta belt in my groceries. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody should have to do that. There so are you, all so kinds you hacked, of imp- you hacked out of that. Yes. Nice. Now, what most most people don't know it, but hackers out there with a little bit of a little bit of googling and a little persistence, you can find firmware updates to improve and simplify these are quality of life as they call them, quality of life improvements on your dashboard and many times they'll add a lot of other improvements as well oh and here's another one and these are How hold on this, hold eh? on these are dealer delivered doesn't void oh, your God, warranty no. updates oh, oh. well it they, it won't void your transmission warranty right but these are not dealer delivered. This is oh. you hacking so these, your own car. So these, Let's so don't clear. call the, don't call them firmware updates. Firmware updates are always sent by the manufacturer of a device to use a software bump to improve the performance of the hardware itself. That's you, a, you're exactly. talking hacks. You're talking hacks and end runs, which hack. are which are fine. I just wanted to be clear about that. Okay. So so can you I tell you the other one? The yeah. other the other one that I, that these fix these all fix that I hate. Cars in motion 
and you want to do any kind of nav, you know, special stuff, not even just nav, you want to use yeah. half of the functionality, you know, connect a Bluetooth not, a device. Not permitted. Half the functionality. Yeah, can't do it because the car's in motion. That's so dumb. I What if I've got a passenger who wants to interact with my, you know, with my entertainment system? That's a great point. Your car software doesn't know whose finger that is on That's the right. nav system. Question, Charge, while we're on it. Do you prefer touch nav or wheel driven navigation systems, meaning the little controller wheel down at your lap? Um, I w- I prefer the I prefer the wheel uh, because the touch is too much of a stretch and I'm too far out of my regular Agreed. comfort driving area. I Agreed. feel like I'm I'm more of a hazard on the road. I don't like the touch nav because a it's more of a reach. B fingerprints. I hate the fingerprints. Oh yeah. Great point. I got barbecue. I, I got barbecue it. sauce. I usually eat ribs <laughs> in the car for breakfast every morning. It's a god awful mess. I don't want all that barbecue on my nav screen. I want it on the wheel, the control wheel. How about the? How about some makers have a mouse, sort of a touchpad, on top of a little yeah. nipple. So my in the BMW Zabe on the top of the knob that you're referring to yes is actually like a mouse touchpad and you can actually use use it for letters so if i want to call zabe and i hit the address book you can draw c z a and it'll call up my name that's right exactly exactly. well you should use voice commands for that all right while we're on while we're on car features i want to talk about this further but i will promise next week i'll download the firmware update for the roadcaster pro and then you'll be able to hear Great White North by Bob and Doug McKenzie from the same movie. Somebody called and said, or somebody called, somebody emailed and said, what is that song you introduced Charge to? And I go, oh, my friend, you don't know? Bob and Doug, take off, hoser, yeah. to the Great White North, eh? So, um, so anyway, I'll get do, that. Uh, could we do the Rush version of that song? I've heard the Rush version because they're good Canadians. I don't have it handy, but I could maybe make it available for you. I would like that. Thank you. Okay. All right. That said. I ask for so little. I know. That said, next week, you'll hopefully, if the patch works and doesn't brick my machine. Oh, no. You uh, you unplugged it at the wrong time. You need to restart, restart again, then hold control shift. Okay. Hold it for 10 seconds <laughs> until you hear a bong, and then you're able to download. Now, make sure it's in a folder labeled update slash Download slash firmware slash 2.116. Otherwise, it'll break your machine. See what I'm saying about these firmware patches, Church? I hate them. Okay. You make it sound like you're upgrading a Linux server from 1984. Come on. It's not that. It is not that tough anymore. Bro, I described a typical firmware patch, and I've done it for all kinds of shit, including GoPro cameras, Sony cameras, computers, devices, you name it. Including the missus's vibrator. Had to firmware that one. That thing was a pain in the ass. But we're not going to talk about that. Mm. That was a joke, everybody. I'd like it. Can you pr- apply? Can you can you put a firmware update on the missus? <laughs> well, there is a there is a longstanding <laughs> joke about wife wife two And I this used to be an email <laughs> change. Right. Do you ever see the email exchange about wife one and? The buggy software and then the upgrade to 1.2 and the upgrade to 2.0 and the upgrade to 3.0. No? Yes, Charge? Hello? No. Are you still there? Is this Skype no, connection sorry, still I, there? No, I, 
Yeah, the, yeah, our connection dropped for a second, so I missed part of that. Sorry. Okay. All right. Anyway, so next week we'll I'll, I'll have the upware uh, upgrade patch. So let's talk car yeah. features, because I know you wanted to pick up on this. Yeah. We only touched on it last week. We're big big car fanatics, you and I, enthusiasts. Let's call it. There was a story I read right. yesterday of an 81 year old man who's suing Jaguar because his Jag in Florida crushed his thumb with what is called a guillotine door feature. Not by the manufacturer. This is what ah. the lawsuit claims. It's a soft, closed door feature where all you have to do, is you don't have to thunk the Jaguar's door closed. You soft close it, and it will latch and then just ratchet and close like a vault. Well, this poor 81-year-old man got his thumb in there. Bye-bye, thumb. Oh, that's the end of that, for sure. I've got I've got those uh, I've got that feature on my oh, car and no. it is yes I never thought I never realized that it was so dangerous you know the only reason the only reason I've ever heard for having that feature is baby you've got your kid asleep in the back and you don't want to wake baby up so you you've got the soft closed doors that's so what all it's... you have to do is get it close to closing that's what and, it's for uh, but that's it Sle- so it's I, a sleeping baby feature. For. Holy shit! That's it. Why does an eighty? Why does an eighty-one-year-old need the sleeping baby feature? He doesn't. Why does anyone need that feature? For God's sakes, we are in such a one percent world in America. It's amazing. Okay. uh, Other things about cars and features. My Honda Pilot has an auto shutoff feature in which you're at a stoplight. The engine will shut off after a second or two of being stopped. Yeah. You can yep. disable this with the press of a single button right near the six shift. It's easy enough to do. However, charge, you can't set the default to off. That has pissed my wife off to no end and me to a lesser what? extent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So wait, are you saying every time you if every time you start the car, it reverts back to that as the on option? Yes, sir. And so therefore you have to push that button oh. every time you drive if you no. don't want your car turning off when it stopped. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Not too good. Uh the that, pilot I, Yeah. How, how did Yeah. I don't know how how do you buy the car? I mean, at that point I'm like, I I, I love this car, I love everything about the car. I, won't. I can't I can't be expected to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it because of that. Honestly, Charge, I um I didn't know that you couldn't set it. I mean, you know, these car dealers, some of the salesmen that sell you cars don't know shit mm. about the cars they're selling you. It's a joke. It's true. And they yes. claim, and some of them are like, oh, these electronics, here's the manual. You can spend days figuring out all the features. No, how about you as the salesperson fucking figure it out and practice how to show the customer how it works? That's called uh, your job. <laughs> but as it turns out, your sales guy was at a different dealership six weeks ago and got bounced out of that dealership. And now, you know, now he's hawking Hyundai's and doesn't know anything about Hyundai's. He went through, you know, he passed some, I don't know, th- whatever 10 minutes of training they give these guys and you walk in the door having 
done some research, learned about this thing. You've done a, a fair amount of self-selection on, on what you're interested in. Right. And you walk in the door knowing at least as much as these guys do. All they can do to help you out most of the time is get you the test drive. Because that's about the only thing you can't do on your own now. And more often than not, you've got as much information, if not more, than these guys. And if you're ever in doubt, if they ever give you a piece of information that you think is wrong, it's probably wrong. You probably have the right answer, and they right. don't. Well, okay, fair enough point. But if I were selling cars and if you were selling cars, and this now harkens to the great Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Larry David was convinced he'd be a great car salesman, and in fact he turned out to be a disaster. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Of course, yes. yes. <laughs> um, you or I, we'd go work at the Hyundai dealership or wherever. We'd know that there was... 12 basic models that we sell, couple of trim lines on each, and we'd hunker down, and in mm -hmm. one week's time, because there's a lot of fucking downtime if you're a sales guy, you're waiting for some sucker to walk in on a Tuesday Lots. afternoon in the rain. So you and I would spend that time to familiarize ourselves with the vehicle, and we'd take a couple test drives, and we'd quickly push all the buttons, figure out all the shit, read the service manuals, we'd know it cold. You and I would know it cold. I believe I would. I would. Yes. Now, would that translate into additional sales? Probably not. I don't think it really comes down to price, <laughs> price, 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 and more price because people are going to chisel the fuck out of you on that price. You know that. Get this, Abe. My my wife, uh, my wife bought a, uh, a Mazda uh, one year ago, negotiated the entire thing by text message with three competing dealerships and finalized the deal on text message before I'd ever spoken to or set foot on the at the dealership. Using what service? Text message. Oh. Just tech, regular old text message. So straight texting. Not even some service like yes. True, True Car or something like that. Well, it started on it started on a service like that, and we indicated, you know, it's okay to contact us. And these people, you know, these salespeople will they'll they will start texting you, and then you did the we did the whole thing on text. Wow, you know, bartered everything on text, and you know what? It takes it takes a lot of the power away from the dealership because you know they're used to putting you in the pressure cooker, right? They know all the ways to get you to fold when they've got you. You know how they're going to leave you, let you stew on it, and all the ways that they can, you know, mm -hmm. all the ways that they can pressure you in your face to face and try to get you to make an emotional deal on text message. None of that works. I'm sitting in my basement negotiating with three different places on text. They got all they can do right. is sell by price. That's yeah. it. That's a, it's a tough racket these days selling cars. I, I, I wouldn't want to be a car dealership. I wouldn't want to be a car salesman. All right. Other features. So the pilot also has something called LCAS. La lane lane collision avoidance system and it basically will mm. shutter it will shutter the wheel if you start drifting out of your lane as a reminder to get back in your lane my wife drives this it. feature on all the time i hate it because sometimes i ride the lines church if there's no other cars around <laughs> Like I'll be going down a two lane road and I will, I will ride the left tires on the center line because why do I need to be over near the branches 
to be one inch closer to a goddamn deer that might jump out and kamikaze me, which <laughs> almost happened the other night. So I can't ride with that L cast because it'll shutter the wheel and piss the hell on me. You like it, though. I do like it. Um, my wife's car has it. Mine doesn't. And um, but we just took a long driving trip to South Dakota. And it's great for it's great for those times when you're just not I I don't I'm not always paying perfect attention. And sure. this thing and, and hers will even nudge you back into the lane. I imagine your Honda does that, too. You get the vibrating thing and then it will steer you just a little bit back into your lane for you. Is, I'm okay with that level. I, I'm okay giving up my independence at that for that for that level of surety that I'm in my lane. Okay. Um, things that cars should have. I think every yeah. car should have a fridge in it. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, there's nothing worse than having uh, having your McDonald's soda, the large soda for a buck, getting uh, getting. I wouldn't cold. have to get to McDonald's to soda for a now, buck. Do you, want, do you want? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be able to have my own, own and pull it out of there. Uh, buddy of mine once said he wanted a he wanted a smash mobile where you could take a shit in the driver's seat while you're driving down the road. I said, "What is wrong with you, man?" <laughs> that I that's that's a whole level beyond what okay. I have any interest in doing. You want to hey, see? Listen, you if, see... I'm, if I'm dropping my pants in the driver's seat, it's for only one reason. All right, you want to see eight tracks come back into cars? Think of all the audio. <laughs> Think of how audio went. First, it was AM radio only. Then it was AM FM. Mm -hmm. Then it was eight track. Then it was cassette. Uh, then it was CD. Yeah. Then it was hard drives where you would download your music yes. collection to it. Now we're at the right. point where they're not even including nav. They're including CarPlay which is essentially mirroring right. your smartphone's screen onto the car screen, which I say, brilliant. It's about damn time. So let's dive into that for just a second, because there's good and bad with that, Zabe. What's the Here's bad with CarPlay? Here's where this is. Yeah, it, 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 there's a lot. Um, so Google is trying to get it. Google and Apple are desperately trying to get into the car because this is the one place where you don't use your phone, right? In theory, you don't use your phone. And already <laughs> Google is in a great spot. They got 20% of all cars sold, already have Google in the dash, and they just synced a new deal to get into next year's models of Nissans, Mitsubishis, and Renaults worldwide. That's going to be 10 million more cars. But Apple's charge, trying to get in. Charge, I don't, want, I don't yes. want Google in my car. Get the fuck out of my car, Google. I didn't invite you into my car. That's the point. They're, but that's why they want in your car is specifically because you can't get around them. You're a captured audience. Oh, that's man. why Google wants in. And you might be an Apple guy, but your car is a Google car. So now they've got another inroad in for iPhone people and flip it over for Apple. If you're if you've Apple wants in your car in case you've got a Google phone. And that's not all. Amazon is getting in. Amazon's Alexa is coming to BMWs, Toyotas, and Volkswagens next year. Oh, God. Now, if you're wondering what why you really don't want this, Zabe, it's because of this. Here comes the ads into your car, oh. whether you want them or not. Here they come. Yep. 
That so, will be that will be a deal breaker. By yeah, the what? way, as we tape this tonight, Kevin Durant has started for the Golden State Warriors. He has just drilled two threes early on. This could be a holy shit night if he has a bomb game and the Warriors win to send this back to game six. Okay, back to car talk. I, I don't know yeah, if, if the hobbles, American if public off the bench and the American public will not tolerate forced ads in their cars. They can't, they won't. I hope. I pray. Is is there is there any name me another medium where we have chosen that we just will not accept ads? Because eventually we give and we we take the ads. Oh, Almost always. So in other words, now Apple Apple was supposed to be building their own car. That was rumored like three years ago. Where is that? Your your Wi-Fi cut out, so I didn't hear that part. Must be Google. Apple was supposed to build a car. That was like three years ago. Where yeah. are we at on that? Uh, they're not building a car, uh, it appears. They wanted a self-driving car, which is a whole fascinating thing we should do a different day on self-driving because so many people don't get it yet, and yeah. self-driving is going to be absolutely fascinating. But mm-hmm. – let me can I can I tell you a little bit about more or more about these ads? Well, yeah, so okay. So let's but let if, me let me back up and let me build this up properly. So currently CarPlay is an Apple product. Right. Okay. And CarPlay is in is in how many different manufacturers vehicles percentage wise? Um, I you know, I don't I don't have I don't have that number, but I think it's in the 15 20% range. I don't have it handy though. Okay. And it's not Google is yeah. That's about where Google is too. Okay, so let's say I buy let's say I'm a big whatever brand, Chevy guy, and mm-hmm. Chevy is a Google car and I've got an iPhone, am I shit out of luck or how does that work? Well, you're going to end up having a Google experience that will only work in limited fashion with your phone. You know what everybody really wants is that their phone experience to work just like their screen experience and their car you know, because you learn it one way and you want it to work the same way and everything. You want it to be a seamless experience so that, you know, whatever you are doing, uh, whatever you're doing on your phone, as you walked up to your car, that experience just translates right when you sit into the car on onto the dash of the car. That's what people want. People want. But it's not if you've got the opposite, if you've got the opposite technology, then it's not going to work that way. OK, continue on now that I've set the ground. All up. right. Now. So, so let's say, let's say you're young. Here come a bunch of ads, um, ads you know that are targeted for teenagers. Let's get this. How about this? Google asked BMW if they could buy the data on the weight of the person in the passenger seat. Why oh. did they want to know? Yeah, Taco so that Bell. they can offer ads. <laughs> yes. That's right, exactly. So yes. they can offer ads for somebody who's overweight in the passenger seat. If you can imagine that. Now, how about this? You're driving down the road and um, it's listening to you and it hears you mention a movie. And it says, it pops up an ad and it says, oh, that movie is showing to, uh, one mile from here. Do you want me to buy the tickets right now for you? There are seats available here and here. You know, I've seen this world That's before coming. and it was called... Um... Not Minority Report. There, there have been movies that have pretty much foretold this future, where ads pop up as you just walk through life on screens, in airports, in your car, suggesting things. 
I guess we're right. headed towards that world now. I think we are headed towards that world. Well, here's you know, the if problem. You need gas? Yeah. Yeah, you need gas? Here comes an ad for a gas station. And 20 cents off if you pull in right now. Unbelievable. You say that they want Alexa in cars, right? Correct. Alexa is, Alexa is coming. Okay. Not in my fucking car, it ain't. You know why? Because Google has uh, has asked for what? a patent. Or actually Amazon, because that's their product, right? Amazon Alexa? Right. Yep. Okay. They've applied for a patent to allow Amazon to listen to you, or Alexa to listen to you all the time. So in other words... You're going to have oh, now, God. you're going to have in your car somebody listening to everything you say. And therefore, you get into an accident. Suddenly, there's going to be an audio recording, almost like a cockpit voice recorder. And they're going to use that against you per, if there is a crash. And they'll say, well, you were talking to your friend. You could be like, it doesn't fucking matter. My eyes were on the road and this asshole swerved into me. I don't want that snooping on me. Yeah. Get out of my car. Oh, yeah. The car is one of the few safe places I have to talk to friends when I need to talk honestly about shit. I'm like, okay, I'm in a car. <laughs> I know that it's just me and him. God, I, I hate where this That's is right. all going. That's right. Not anymore. I, now, I, now your car's listening to you. Oh, uh, one other note for you. Uh, Jaguar and Land Rover are already giving drivers cryptocurrency if you allow them to access your driving data. For, so and they they compile all the driving data so that they can get traffic reports, the speed of the roads, even potholes and danger things that could be on the road. They want to they want to compile all of that so that they can then disseminate and charge for that information. You want the fastest routes? We have got the fastest routes if you're in a Jaguar, that kind of stuff. And they also want this by compiling your driving data, Zabe. They can tell that Zabe is a safe driver and then sell your name to insurance companies who will want your business because they know for a fact you're a safe driver yeah. because they know that Zabe never goes more than seven <laughs> miles an hour of the speed limit. You know what, Charge? I don't want any of these so-called carrots. I don't want any of this, oh, you'll get a discount on this. Oh, you'll get a deal on that. Oh, you'll get, no. No, I, I don't want it. I want a secure car. In fact, I'll probably have to pay extra for a secure car because as soon as they know all this shit, the government can swoop yeah. in and put on a mileage tax. They can put on mileage restrictions. They can do all kinds of shit. No thanks, no way, no how. So I guess I got to go shopping for yeah, a vintage and- 64 vet right now. A dumb car, like a dumb phone that I know right. isn't tracking me. Right. And and Zabe, I think you, I think you hit on the head. You watch, we're going to have to pay extra to have a non-spying car, much like you have to pay extra if you want an unlisted phone number, it's going to be the same deal. Yeah. They're going to make you pay extra for that, and that's uh, that's coming to your car God. soon. All right, real quick on the car features. Did you ever see the uh, movie about the guy that invented intermittent wipers and lost everything no. and went crazy fighting the no. big automakers on it? Oh. No. What happened? It's fascinating. Uh, let me let me find the story. Uh, movie about intermittent wipers. Got Greg Kinnear played the inventor, whose idea okay. it was. It's called Flash of Genius. Flash of Genius, and it's about Robert Kearns, a man who invented the intermittent wiper, 
tried to pitch it, sell the technology to Ford. Ford took a look. They're like, eh, I don't know about that. And then next year's model cars, guess what they had? <laughs> and he's like, you sons of bitches. So he took him to court. He served as his own attorney. He did all the research. He alienated his family with this quest. Ended up being offered a shit ton of money from Ford and wow. Chrysler to settle. And he said no, because he thought oh. it was a matter of principle. And oh, so, geez. And so I think at the end of the road, uh, he ended up with basically nothing because the court is like, yeah, you oh. might have you might have invented it, but someone was going to invent it anyway. Sorry, your patents weren't valid. Whatever the case was, it's, it's kind of a sad story, but you as a car guy would appreciate it. This guy invented the intermittent wipers and tried to take on the big three automakers and got crushed. What was the name of the uh, the movie? I think it starred Jeff Bridges from maybe 20, 25 years ago in which he, he created a, a new line of cars in the 50s and they were brilliant and they had all kinds of features that the other cars didn't have yet, like disc brakes and stuff. And he, he, was, he was in business only a short while. Dude, does this ring a bell at all? No. All right. It's a good movie, too. Uh, Similar uh, premise. Yeah, it does ring a bell with the single headlight that moved in the front that curved with the road. Maybe. All right. So I'm sure Maybe. our listeners will I'm sure our listeners will let us know. Okay, let's they will uh, know. let's hit on this and then we'll be done tonight. Graduation parties. Uh by the way, Tucker is the name of the movie. There it is. And it's about the Tucker move uh the car was called the Tucker. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Francis Ford Coppola, by the way. Okay. And right. the, and the Tucker, by the way, did have a single headlight. Well, actually, it had three headlights. It had two two normal ones, ah. and then a headlight in the middle. That apparent. Ah. I think I saw a snippet of the movie, and the headlight in the middle turned with the wheel as you turned around corners, so you could better ah, see the road perfect. that way. Yeah. Okay. Having said that, graduation parties, charge. Graduation parties go. I've had Zabe. I've had. We're in the we're in the middle of the we're in the middle of graduation party oh, season dad's, right now. Dad's and grad season right now. Dad's and grads. Listen, here's it's there's an I I just got my first ever jury summons and it was a welcome sight compared to seeing <laughs> the smiling photoshopped face of some teenager I don't know if inviting me to a graduation party because I kind of know the dad, you know, at some point. Yeah. Shouldn't you at least know who the kid is, have some relationship with this kid before you get foisted into the situation where there's an expectation that you're going to buy this kid who you've literally never spoken to a gift. And not only that, but you will be judged, but you will be judged by the amount that you spend on, on this gift. When really, what has this kid accomplished anyway? Say, not graduating high school is a hell of a lot harder than graduating high school. Exactly. It's so the whole system, the whole system designed to just whatever <laughs> it takes to get you out of here. I know. Just get through the system. I it's know. so hard to fail out. And yet I'm, I'm supposed to show up and I'm supposed to slap you on the back. And some kid I, I don't even know and have a relationship with. That's ridiculous. And yet that's what happens all the time. It's it's a totally different deal if I've got some pre-existing relationship with the kid. 
don't ask me to show up and get your kids some luggage or cash <laughs> that you won't even remember that I gave him the that every and I, charge and, charge and that matters, Abe. charge. I'm telling you, I feel yeah. you a thousand percent. But there's two things I just have to say. Number one is it's about the industry. It's an industry that must feed the beast. It's about money. It's about parties. It's about it's about Aunt Gertrude and Uncle Bill, and they haven't seen each other, and they want to come. You know, it's it's not about the kid. It's not about the accomplishment, which you which you rightfully say is no accomplishment to graduate from high school. Only losers and grifters and dropouts and drug dealers don't graduate from high school. So it's about the family, and that's all it is. The second thing you got to realize is there's one little word that gets you out of this. It's called no. No <laughs> is the magic word. You just have to summon the balls to say it. And trust me, if it's a if it's not a family member, your answer to any graduation party is, "I'm busy." Sorry, I'm busy. Now, so it's okay. You believe it's okay to lie? Say I'm busy when you aren't busy. Because you don't have any desire to go now. But of course, it's okay way, to lie. Of it's okay to lie. Charge the world runs, and the gears of society are oiled by tiny little lies and medium-sized lies all the time. They're polite lies. What do you want to do? Tell the guy, "Nah, I'd rather go out fishing this weekend." I don't know your kid. I don't care that he's graduating, and I'll be standing around a chicken salad looking stupid for two hours. No thanks. Yeah, here's the yeah, yeah. There's a hole in your theory. Just because I have other plans doesn't mean there isn't still an expectation that there will be a gift. I still I still feel like even though I didn't go to the party and even that. though I've said no or I've I've concocted some excuse. It's still supposed to be a gift, huh? I'm still supposed to be I'm supposed to send a gift. No. Absolutely. Because somebody decided to send me the invitation. They spent forty seven cents on a stamp. And now I have to spend, spend I got to tuck a 50 into a card. <laughs> you don't have to do nothing, man. This ain't communist China. Start saying no, find that pimp hand, and send a nice handwritten note back saying, it's wonderful that Junior has graduated. I'm sure he'll be on to big things. Sorry I couldn't make it to the party. I was, insert activity here, instead. And leave it at that. Charge, we're out of time today. We'll check in next week. All right, buddy? Sounds good. Bye bye. Everyone's like, this is me on the drum. Oh, get out. It is not your life. So stop I learn, will you? Take off, eh? Take off to the great white. this is Getty Lee. So this is the rush version, I believe, of this song. Eh, I'll sort it out next week. Okay. <laughs> Charge. Oh, here. Oh, that is great. I love that. Uh, update from Toronto. So it's fi- five minutes left in the first quarter. Kevin Durant is already on the bench, and a trainer has taken a giant 12-pound bag of 7-Eleven ice and strapped it to his leg. If he comes back and plays in this game, I'll be shocked. I'm about to turn off the podcast or turn on the game and find out what's happening. We'll end on this today. I said in a previous Abecast, I'm, I'm out on the women's USA soccer team. I used to love watching him. I used to root for him. But they pretty much wore me out with their incessant complaining and their delusional thoughts they should get paid the exact same as the men, the lawsuits against the U.S. Federation, and on top of all that, Megan Rapino with her constant carping about what a horrible, awful place America is. But, oh, yes, I'll still wear the jersey. I'll still play for the team. And I'll basically build a brand on being the conscientious object- objector on the team itself. 
That's it. I'm out. I used to love these gals. I don't hate them now. I'm not necessarily rooting against the USA. I'm just not going to watch. I can't. I don't have that feel-good vibe is gone. Now, this tweet came from one Ann Killian, who has been a longtime columnist at the San Francisco Chronicle. She tweeted today, quote, one of the saddest tiny penis laments in 2019 is when dudes, her exact words, dudes say nobody cares about the Women's World Cup. Hey, Ann, what, what, what does my penis have to do with this? Why, can you leave my penis out of it? It's not that tiny. I mean, I'd show it to you if you, what? No, only if you wanted. I mean, to prove it to you, I wouldn't do that otherwise. Imagine if, first of all, it's not that no one cares about the Women's World Cup, but very few people in aggregate care about the Women's World Cup. This is an observable fact by way of television ratings stacked against the Men's World Cup, stacked against other sports. This is not even in dispute. I mean, it shouldn't be in dispute. It's a niche sport. And so there's that. But imagine if a man who writes for a major paper got fed up with, I don't know, women hitting him up on Twitter on stupid points. Of, I, I'm imagining Ann Killian had finally had one too many tweets that sent her off. Uh, the fact that, uh, imagine a man who said, one of the saddest vagina-controlled things in sports is women Pretending like they understand the nuances of tackle football. Oh my God, could you imagine? Imagine the outrage. How dare you bring our vagina into this? But we all know it's not an equal world. We all know it's not a two-way street. We all know that there are rampant, insane double standards left and right. And I'm not calling for Ann Killian to lose her job. I don't play that game. But these things have to be pointed out. They have to be noted. Seriously. So... If you say, what if you're not a dude? What if you're just a man? And what if you say, you know, I don't think there's very much appeal for the Women's World Cup. In fact, I don't think the game is very good, not compared to the men. Sorry, I'm a soccer fan, but it just doesn't do it for me. Are you then automatically a tiny penis lamenter? Is that what it is with Ann Killian? It's a penis check thing? What if I've got a provable, massive hog? I mean, just a big old meat whistle. Uh, just a missile. Did I say whistle? <laughs> a, a big old Louisville slugger with veins on Okay, that's enough. If I have a provably huge dick and I still say, you know what? No one cares about the Women's World Cup. Can I then tweet a picture of it to Ann Killian and say, well, you're wrong on this count. Of course you can't. Twitter account would get banned, you'd get charged with a hate crime, you'd get fired from your job, and all of your pleas of, but I I was just trying to prove her wrong. I do have a big penis, and I don't like women's World Cup soccer. What's wrong? What's wrong is, you, sir, are on the internet, and you're on Twitter. So I like to say on Twitter sometimes, I ain't fighting the whole internet tonight. Therefore, I keep a lot of my opinions to myself. Not all of them, but a lot of them. That'll do it for me today. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Charge for coming in to nerd out on all the fun, nerdy things we love to talk about. Thank you for listening. Email me with topic suggestions, feedback, and more. Zabe at yahoo.com. Download the app. It's free. 
and gluten-free at that. Nutritious, and you'll like it. It'll congregate. Congregate? It'll collaborate? It will accumulate. Ding! All of the Zabecasts in one spot, as well as the premium or the subscriber edition, which comes out on Friday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great Tuesday, and we will see you next time.